This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, y'all? It's your host, Will, coming back for a new episode of Field Note Fridays powered by Bowtech. On today's episode, we are going to learn how to sharpen our knives a little bit better. So who are we going to get on for that? Well, we got Mr. Josh Warren coming on from WorkSharp to come on over here and give us some tips, tactics on how to get a better edge on our knives. So that way we're not going to have to struggle when we're out in the field or we're trying to cut up meat, skin an animal, whatever you're trying to do, learn how to get a little bit better and sharper edge. And so we got Josh on here to talk about that. We might go down a couple rabbit holes, but who knows? It's podcasting. It is what it is. So... Nonetheless, I'm going to quit rambling, and we're going to get to it with Josh. So we hope you enjoy, y'all. All right, man. Well, let's get this thing rolling. Josh, first and foremost, want to welcome you to Hunt Stand Podcast for Field Note Friday. So thanks for hopping on with me today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Super excited to be a part of this. Absolutely, man. We're excited to have you on. So one of the things I like to do to get each of these podcasts started is I like for the guests to kind of let the listener know who they are. You know, Give us that 30-foot tree stand view of... Who you are, where you've been, and how you've gotten to where you are. Yeah, well, sure. Um, well, I guess I'm here because I work with WorkSharp. Uh, we're a small company based in Southern Oregon. We make knife and tool sharpeners, uh, mostly for hunters and sportsmen. But you know, the application for a knife sharpener is pretty broad. Um, anything from kitchen knives to what you find in uh, like a Home Depot or a Lowe's. You know, guys sharpening knives uh, who are contractors or DIY work on the job. Um, Outside of that, in, in for WorkSharp, I, I do uh, a lot of the marketing, wear a, a handful of different hats, uh, everything from uh, working on our social media and our, our YouTube series to uh, some of the advertising and even a little bit in, uh, in the sales side of things when it comes to e-commerce. So uh, touch a little bit of everything there. But outside of WorkSharp, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm not a, an entirely seasoned sportsman, but grew up uh, hunting and fishing, mostly white-tailed deer up in uh, north northeast Washington State. Sweet. Uh, hunting some woodsy whitetails up there, which can be 
a lot of fun, mostly rifle hunting, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bringing a lot of deer, uh, through rattling or calling and, and shot up, shot a good handful of deer at, uh, you know, 30 to 60 yards, which is, you know, almost bow range really, but, Heck yeah. um, a lot of fun, uh, you know, a little turkey hunting here and there and, uh, trout fishing, salmon, sealhead fishing, love, uh. love doing that stuff. So in the Northwest, we've got just great opportunities from up on the Columbia or, uh, you know, I'm fly fishing down here on the, on the rogue river, which is, I think it's seen, you know, better days for, for fishing, but, uh, mm-hmm. this year's, this year's shaping up pretty good and just beautiful to be, to be out here. Sweet, man. So big fly fisherman, huh? Oh, I would say I'm a, you know, a learning fly fisherman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of fun and there's always nuance to it and, you know, different, different styles and things you can try, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'd catch more fish on a, you know, bait or, <laughs> you know, more traditional, <laughs> but, uh, it's a fun way to be out there. I like it. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I'm kind of the same boat you are. I'd say you're definitely way ahead of where I am, but I've done a little bit of fly fishing, dabbled with it, you know, vacations in Colorado. It's something I've always wanted to really dive into, but I've just never had the time. I'm sure I could make the time, but just haven't gotten into it. Mm-hmm. So, well, man, for the sake of this podcast, Field Note Fridays, you know, kind of like we were talking before that. We'd love for these podcasts that they're really, really informational, super direct to the point for the listeners. And with you being from WorkSharp, you know, kind of talk to us a little bit about WorkSharp. And then I want to dive into some knife sharpening tips that you like to do and some that y'all uh, know yourselves. So kind of tell us about WorkSharp a little bit and um, kind of the direction and uh, place that WorkSharp is looking to go. Yeah, I'll start with the with the company and, and who we are a little bit. Um, I said, we we're in Southern Oregon, about a hundred people everywhere from the, uh, our production and, and assembly where we're bringing in parts and building sharpeners, mm-hmm. uh, to the, you know, the engineering side, the accounting sales, marketing, yeah. all that's about a hundred people. And we're a, a fourth generation family owned business. So our CEO is the, is the owner and, and has inherited it from, from his dad or bought it from his dad. And, um, it's a it's a been a great company to be a part of that really supports uh the people that work there and uh and their passions which happen to be a lot of a lot of outdoorsmen and women mm-hmm. as well uh we make knife sharpeners and we also make some drill bit sharpeners under the brand drill doctor um okay. for the you know guys out there who are 50 plus may have heard of that mm-hmm. uh, it kind of had its heyday uh you know like 15 or 20 years ago and and ran the 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 gamut with uh like a gifting season. It was like, you know, the Instapot, but you yeah. know, the drill doctor like 15 years ago. And so it kind of ran, <laughs> ran its course there, but, but we still sell a few of them and, and they're great tools for sharpening drill bits. Mm-hmm. Um, but knife sharpeners, everything from, you know, field sharpeners that you would use literally, you know, when you're at the point of harvest to, um, you know, sharpeners for the, for the kitchen, um, you know, like a honing rod or, or something to touch up your chef's knife or, work in the shop. And a lot of the technology that we've used is, uh, into our abrasives, uh, which is really the, the core. That's where the, you know, the rubber meets the road or the, the knife steel meets the diamond, if you will. Like yeah. that's the, uh, that's kind of the core place where it shows up. Um, but a lot of that for us in the, and the start was in flexible abrasives using belts, uh, flexible abrasive belts, just like knife manufacturers use, whether it's a custom knife maker or, a or a big manufacturer, um, you know, they're using these large grinders with belts. And so we scaled that technology down 
to something that you can use in your home mm-hmm. and create a you know factory sharp or sharper edge on your knife uh, doing it yourself and relatively easy and take some of the mystery out of it. Sweet, man. Sounds like a really great place to work for too, by the way. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, they've been, they've been great. The time I've been there, it's fun. I was just, I've been there for about four years now. And, uh, there was just a little, like, you know, in our monthly newsletter, we kind of highlight, you know, people whose anniversary, their work anniversary is coming up. Mm-hmm. And I was at like the bottom of the list <laughs> for the month of June when I was at four years. Yeah. You know, I think there was one person below me who'd been there for three years, but like people have been there for 20 years and there's a ton of people who have been there for like eight or 10 years. And so it's fun to be a part of a team that that's been there a while and knows the business really well. Heck yeah, man. Can't complain about that at all one bit. So what I want to dive into on this podcast is I really want to kind of find out from you um, what your preferred method and way is to use a WorkSharp product and sharpen a knife. And they kind of give us some tips on how you get that super sharp edge. So kind of tell mm-hmm. us that, man. Yeah, well, I assume I'm talking to a few uh, a few sportsmen and women here, so the, oh, yeah. I'll kind of approach it from that angle. And uh, there's a couple of ways to go about it. One is it's important to maintain some consistency. So if you're sharpening at home, getting ready for a hunt, a fishing trip, whatever it is, um, understand the angle that you're sharpening your knife to. Yeah. All of our products, uh, and in, you know, this is mostly a work sharp thing. We've put an angle guide on almost every sharpener we sell. I think that that's a huge component of being successful Big with time. sharpening is maintaining that angle. So we help you out with an angle guide, but choose an angle that complements the angle that you would resharpen at in the field. That's a big tip that, that I'll say, um, typically a, a, you know, a sporting knife, a hunting knife, uh, is going to be something around 20 or 25 degrees. Sometimes you get into some of these like, you know, premium knives, premium steels, they do a good job of holding a thinner angle. Uh, you would say more slicey, you know, Mm -hmm. 17 degrees is going to be more slicey than 25. Um, but the, the potential drawback is that they dull quicker. So when you get to a premium steel, you can go a little finer, but I would say rule of thumb, sharpen your knife, a hunting knife at about 20 degrees. Okay. And then when you take that into the field, use a sharpener that you can touch up that angle at the same 20 degrees. And that pairs really well with our field sharpener, which happens to have 20 degree guides. It's a great sportsman's tool. The key for, for getting a really sharp knife, I think comes down to a couple of things. One is, is the consistency of, uh, not just holding the same angle, but you know, making sure you're sharpening each side the same amount. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're, if you're sharpening on a powered sharpener, you're going to do, you know, two passes on one side, then you do that same two passes on the other side. Um, what you're looking for in your initial sharpening is to raise a burr. Some people call this a feather or a fine wire Okay. and it develops on the opposite side of the edge that you just sharpened. So say you make two passes through a power sharpener with a coarse belt, Mm -hmm. then you're going to feel the opposite side, push your finger away from the cutting edge and you'll feel get hung up on this small, fine wire. Uh, that indicates that you've resharpened or removed enough material to get to a sharp cutting edge. And you're not just going to be, you know, polishing the sides. You've actually reestablished, you know, a new, a new apex of the edge. Okay. So then you repeat that same amount of strokes on the other side. And then you can progress down to finer, finer grits, uh, either finer belts, or if you're working on a stone, you can move to a finer, a finer diamond or ceramic. Mm-hmm. 
Gotcha. Typically, um, you're going to find that a knife that's that's still reasonably sharp, it has an edge, but it's not uh, it's not you know shaving hair off your arm or anything like that. Is only going to take you know two or three passes on a on a coarse belt, or maybe six to eight passes on a coarse diamond, and then you can progress down. And as soon as you've done that past the first stage, then I recommend alternating strokes from one side to the other. Mm -hmm. And that's going to make sure you maintain that even edge as you work down through that grip. And you're just, you're refining that edge. You're removing some of that, that burr and the teeth that are caused from the bigger abrasive particles and you're smoothing it out. So you end up with a really razor sharp knife. Ah, okay. So man, that's, that's some good stuff right there. I mean, that I like that. So from your perspective, I want to know two things. You know, obviously there's going to be a different sharpener of y'all's that you're going to have at the house. than let's say if you're going to be out in the turkey woods with no power. Mm -hmm. So kind of tell me what is your favorite sharpener to have at home and why? And then what's your favorite sharpener to have out in the woods in your pack and why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So at the house uh, or in the shop, I love using the Ken Onion Edition, uh, which is a it's a powered sharpener bench top, and uh, the power is operated by a, like a trigger, like a drill would be, but it drives a triangle shaped belt that uh, that is used to sharpen the knife. Uh, so you can actually change out the belt for it has five different belts from a extra coarse to a extra fine, super fine six thousand grit uh, okay. that that will put everything from, you know, sharpening a knife that's totally beat up to, you know, your shaven hair. It's super sharp. Yeah. Um, it has surrounding the, the triangle shaped belt. There's a, a guide that sits over it. So on one side of the triangle, there's a guide that sharpens one side of the knife and then you switch to the other side and use the other guide and it sharpens the other. Those guides are holding your knife at the right angle relative to the belt. So really takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Um, helps you put a sharp edge on your knife and very quickly. So, you know, the days of old where you're sharpening on a stone for, you know, 20 minutes per knife are gone. Um, I recommend for someone who's just getting into this, you know, practice on a, it's a power tool. So practice on a, on a knife that means a little less to you or pick something up at Goodwill for 20 bucks or or like two bucks, I think is what they, what they go for. Um, but those are, it's a great tool to, uh, to sharpen quickly. When you transition into the field, um, this is kind of what I was getting at earlier is, you know, pick a sharpener that matches the, the angle that you're sharpening at, at home. And the Ken onion actually has an adjustable angle. So you can sharpen anywhere between 15 and 30 degrees, which yeah. covers basically any knife that you need. Okay. When you go to the field, uh, there's two that I like. One that that kind of rises above. It's called the guided field sharpener, and it's a it's just a, a no brainer of a tool to have in your pack or, or in your kit at some level. Um, it's got two diamond abrasives, a coarse and a fine. It's got a ceramic rod that's built in on one side and a leather strop on the last side. So it's, you know, every side of this tool is covered with some abrasive, mm-hmm. which makes it really effective. And every side or every, every abrasive has an angle guide. So you're holding your knife at the proper angle as you work it across these, uh, these stones or surfaces. 
Um, it's a great, it's a great tool. You can reprofile a knife if you need to, it takes a little bit more time. It's a, it's a manual sharpener, obviously using yeah. diamond abrasive, but, uh, you can resharpen a knife that's totally beat. And it's also just great to, uh, to touch up a knife that's, you know, cut through some hair or maybe dropped in the dirt or whatever it might be just to give it a, a fresh edge. Now you talked about the ceramic rod and the leather strap that's on these. I think, I don't think a lot of people know necessarily what the ceramic and leather is there for. I know mm-hmm. obviously they're, they're familiar with the, um, the other stone, the grindstone or the, the abrasive, mm-hmm. if you will, to that, but kind of dive into that ceramic and leather part for us real quick. Yeah. So like you're saying that, you know, the diamond stones removing material. Um, if you've, if you've got a really dull knife, then it'll, it'll resharpen it. But when you move into ceramic, it's really uh, what we call honing, which is mm-hmm. a common term, but what honing actually does is it's straightening the edge of the blade. So as a, you know, picture a, a, a thin edge, a razor blade is easy to picture. Um, if you were to put a lot of force on that, it, that edge is probably going to bend to one side slightly. It's not truly straight anymore. Yeah. And over time, and with more pressure, that bend will break off. It'll fold over and break off. This is happening at almost a microscopic level, so you can't really see it. But this is, you know, this is the very fine, very sharp edge that we're actually cutting with. Mm-hmm. So what that ceramic is doing is, you know, by making light passes on each side, you're actually standing that edge back up, making it true again, mm-hmm. so that it lasts longer and doesn't, you know, continue to fold over and then break off. And once it is broken off, that's indeed leaving you a dull spot. Okay. Um, and you have to go back and resharpen. So you can actually save yourself some time and and lo- lengthen the, the life of your knife by honing over time because it saves you from going back and resharpening. Gotcha. Shropping is real similar um, and and just kind of puts that extra that extra polish on it, does this the same thing at a at an even finer level. Mm-hmm. If you guys are in the field and and you know working on an animal, do not underestimate the the time savings that it will, I guess that the time that it will save you to just stop quickly, touch up the knife on ceramic and leather and get back to work. You know, 20 seconds of, of resharpening is going to save you a couple minutes and uh, a whole lot of headache if you're, you know, working through especially large game. Yeah, absolutely. So what comes first? You, um, obviously you've got your stones that come first, but then ceramic, then leather or leather, then ceramic, Mm -hmm. ceramic, and then leather finish on the leather strap. Sweet. Love it, man. Well, I know we're running out of time here, but kind of tell the listeners real quick, you know, if there's any final parting tips, tactics for sharpening that knife that you haven't maybe mentioned yet, kind of give them in on some secrets real quick and uh, we'll be, we'll be done there. Yeah. I think the last, you know, this is a little either misconception or a secret here. Uh, I said the word consistency in the beginning. And one of the things that helps with consistency is to slow down your pace some Mm -hmm. uh sometimes you hand somebody a knife or or we all see like this gordon ramsay on tv who's like you know flinging flinging his knife sharpener around and and yeah yeah super fast sharpening um that's not necessarily that's not yielding consistency especially if you're not practiced you know i can't speak for gordon ramsay and and (laughs) his effectiveness sharpening but slow it down um, you know, consider it like one second of abrasive per, uh, per second of, or per inch of blade. Mm -hmm. So if you got a three inch knife, you're going to spend three seconds per side. It's not a long time, you know, you're not a turtle just slowly going across, but you are, um, you are taking some time and being intentional about it. 
Okay. I don't stop when the tip of your knife is still on the abrasive. That goes for like a uh, a belt sharpener. That goes for a diamond sharpener, uh, even for the leather. If you're dragging your tip off of the edge, potentially you're you're slightly rounding that tip every time you're pressing it over the edge of the abrasive. Gotcha. So I, I kind of want to clarify real quick. When you said three sec, like if it's a three inch blade and you're talking three seconds per side, are you talking like as you're making that stroke on the the stone or whatever that you're taking three seconds to go through that movement, or you're just talking like three seconds and then flip over to the next one. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, good question. Um, when you're on a belt sharpener, it's three seconds on the same, you know, on the same pass through. Okay. So, um, and then you might do that pass, you know, three or four times, depending on how dull your knife is. Um, it's similar on the, on the diamond abrasive really i probably don't spend three seconds on a three on a three inch knife but it's a good it's a good thing to think about and slow Mm -hmm. yourself down and if you feel like you're going slow you're probably doing it right i like that man because i'm always wondering in my head when i'm sharpening like man am i doing this too quick am i doing it too slow like you you always wonder and then like sometimes you might have after you've done it sometimes like okay got a good edge other times like crap i need to go back and do this again so Mm -hmm. man I like this. Got some really good tips for the listeners out there. Uh, I think a lot of the guys that are going to be chasing after elk, whitetail, and they're not going to have a you know power for a sharpener. I think they're going to really appreciate these tips, man. So, again, just can't thank you enough for hopping on the Hunt Stand podcast for Field Note Fridays today. Thanks for having me, and I uh, hope this was helpful information for everyone. Absolutely, man. All right, y'all, there you go. Hopefully, y'all were able to learn a little bit from Josh today, and hopefully, you'll be able to go home and get a sharper edge on those knives of yours. And if not, make sure to reach out to us at podcast.huntstand.com. We can get you in touch with Josh if you got questions yourself. And again, y'all, if you got things that you want us to talk about or questions yourself, email me, podcast at huntstand.com. I'd love to hear your questions. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a Q&A podcast coming up. But again, y'all, we just want to thank y'all for tuning into the Huntstand podcast and Field Note Fridays powered by Bowtech. We'll see you on the next one.